So you want to be a podcaster. Our mission is to encourage and equip you for excellence in podcasting. I am Andrew Rappaport, the host of the Rappaport and Apologetics Live, and I am the executive director of the Christian podcast community. And I am Colleen Sharp, host of Theology Gals, chief administrator of the Christian podcast community. And today we're going to be talking about logos, intros, outros, what do you need, when you're going to get started with a podcast. So let's start with logos. Boy, that could be a hard thing. You got to come up with some design ideas. Now, maybe you have a graphic artist background or a friend who's a graphic artist. Well, boy, do you have it easy, but not all of us have that. So where do we go to get help when it comes to logos? Well, I could tell you what we did here with So You Want to Be a Podcaster. We went to a friend because we had a friend. You may not have a friend, but we went to Andy of Creative Image Studios who does some great design work. So when you look at our logo, we went through a bunch of iterations with him. Colleen, how easy was it to just pick a logo? Well, for... So you want to be a podcaster. We told Andy what exactly that we wanted, and he gave us a few different options. And I want to mention that both of us have used Andy before. So for Theology Gals, for instance, when we were starting out, we didn't know anything. My co-host sister drew something up, and we said, hey, there's our logo. But then we decided, okay, we need to actually do like a real logo now. And I contacted Andy, and some people know exactly what they want when they're doing a logo. When we were doing the new Theology Gals logo, I had no idea. I knew what I didn't want. My co-host had some ideas with colors, but there you also want to remember, so there's certain rules you have to have with your logo for iTunes, but you also want to ask yourself, what all will this logo be used for? Am I going to put it on graphics I share out there? That's another thing you might be using the logo for. It's going to be on your website. It's going to be on your, all your social media. But something that was really important to us with Theology Gals is we were making a lot of merchandise. So we needed something that was going to look really good on merchandise that we could do in different colors and different products. So there's a lot to consider when you're picking your logo. So you mentioned the size. When we talk about a logo, one thing you have to understand that iTunes wants it to be perfectly square. Do not make the mistake of thinking they're going to accept anything else. No, Apple does their own thing and they will dictate to you how you have to behave. They want it at least a minimum of 1,400 pixels by 1,400 pixels. Now, you can make it larger I don't recommend it. Why? Because there's no advantage to having a larger logo when it's going to be something that is on a thumbnail. They're not seeing very much of it. So having it at the minimum, the 1400 by 1400, not only does that work for Google podcast and many of the others, but it's small, it's quick to download. If you're going to have a podcast, one of the things you have to keep in mind, especially if you have a website, and you can go back to two episodes ago when we talked about websites, we talked about the fact that your website is going to help you get traffic. It's going to help you get seen. Well, one thing you have to keep in mind is that the longer it takes to download something, the worse it is for your website. If it takes a long time to download, 
it's going to hurt your search optimization. So you don't need it as big as you possibly could. Some people think, oh, let me take the max. In this case, I recommend taking the minimum. Do, do 1400 by 1400 for your pixels because that's the minimum that, that Apple will accept. Almost everyone else accepts that. And so that way, you're fine. Apple will kick you out if it's not perfectly square. If it is 1400 by 1401, they may not accept your podcast. So save yourself some hardships and whoever you go to for your logo, please tell them, I need this perfectly square. You can tell them, I want it 1400 by 1400 and they can do that, hopefully. So we mentioned Andy at Creative Image Studios. We'll have a link in the show notes for for Andy so that you can contact him. He does some great design work. We've don't have we don't have any affiliate links with him so we're we're recommending him because we use him regularly for a lot of our design work but there are some other places you can go you can go to fiverr what's fiverr fiverr.com that's f i v e r.com is a place where you can go and get work done it started as getting stuff done for $5 you wanted it graphics get it done for 5 bucks there's people who charge a little bit more now, but you can usually find things for $5. Fiverr is a great place to go. Basically, what Fiverr is, is people who have an expertise, a background in something like design or graphic arts. And what might take them just a few minutes to do, they, w- they will do it for 5 bucks, And that's how that started. Colleen, have you used Fiverr at all? I haven't, but when I was, one thing I wanted to say, and I have gone, I haven't ever hired someone there, but I've gone on the site and whether you hire someone there or whether you hire someone, you know, other places, I considered about five different people when we were looking at hiring someone to do our logo and on Fiverr, you can do this too, is you can see examples of the person's work and I highly recommend that because it gives you an idea of what sorts of logos this person makes and you get an idea of kind of their style. And so you're able to look at their style, at at other things that they've created along with their prices and consider all of that when you hire someone. Now, I have used Fiverr before and I've used it for some graphic arts work for my YouTube channel and other things. And it really is easy to use. If you set up on Fiverr, they give you a project, whatever it is that you're doing. In this case, if you want your logo done, most of them will tell you exactly what you're paying for, how long it's going to be before you get your work. And I have found that it's very easy to work with them. Uh, I've worked with many different people on Fiverr. The agreements will include if you have one or two revisions, I had some graphics I needed done. I went to Fiverr. I was able to say, here's what I need. And they told me I could have up to two revisions. So I didn't like the first thing that they did, gave a revision, liked the second thing they did, and I took it. You know what? I discovered like a year later, there was a misspelling in it. Someone pointed it out. I went back to the guy. He gave, said, here you go. That's included in the contract. Here's your your second revision. So they have a time frame and they keep to that. 
Fiverr is really good at keeping people to that. That's helpful because if, if they say you're going to get it in three days, you usually get it in three days. That's the nice thing about Fiverr. And so that's a good place to go. If you don't have any resources, we recommend Andy over at Creative Image Studios. But if you don't have anyone, you don't want to use Andy or you don't have anyone else, you can always go to Fiverr. Now, is Andy going to cost $5? Probably not. But Andy's going to give you really good work. When I wasn't looking on Fiverr, I wasn't looking for a $5 person. When I was looking at several different graphic artists, he was uh, one of the most inexpensive in in that sort of category when you're looking for a professional graphic artist. So even though he's not $5, he, his prices are some of, I was quoted $400 from one person just to do a logo. So it can get pretty expensive, but it yeah. can also be more inexpensive. But you're often going to get what you pay for in, you know, within reason. So a $5 logo may not be the same as maybe a 50 or $80 logo. Yeah, the graphics work that I had done for my YouTube channel was $45. And so it's it starts off at $5, but it sometimes can go more. So your logo becomes important as far as Apple's concerned with the size. But the design, well, that's up to you. Be creative, but have your logo be something that is descriptive of your podcast. Don't have a logo that has a microphone in it just saying, I know you're doing a podcast and it has a microphone and you're going to look at ours and you're going to go, well, yours has a microphone. Well, yes, because we're a podcast about podcasting, but you're a podcast. There are 610,000 other podcasts out there. They're all podcasts. Every podcast has to do with a microphone. So a lot of people would use a microphone to describe their podcast. Let me give you the recommendation. Don't do it unless you're a podcast about either podcasting or a podcast about music or something that is specific to a microphone. My encouragement to you is that when you use your logo, it should be something that is representative of your podcast. Now, my podcast for Rap Report, really boring. It's a picture of me because it's Andrew Rap Report's Rap Report. The podcast is about me. We're probably going to change that eventually, but you want to have something that is representative of the podcast itself. Okay, so that's what we have with logos. So logos, you want to try to keep it to at least a minimum of 1,400 by 1,400. You want to think about your design ideas to be reflective of your podcast. Some places you can go, you can go to Andy at Creative Image Studios, link in the show notes. You can go to Fiverr. Let's talk about intros. Ah, intros. Boy, some people think they're really great intros and you listen to it, and boy, is it corny. Don't do a corny <laughs> intro. Don't do something that gets people to go, ugh, what am I listening to? You're a professional. I know people will say, think of podcasting as a hobby. Don't look at it as a profession where you're making money off it. But act professional with it. Unless, of course, you're going to do a comedy 
podcast. If you're doing a comedy podcast, maybe you want to be corny. But if you want to be treated like a professional, have a more professional sounding intro. A second thing would be, be short. I mean, you don't want a five-minute intro because you know what most people are going to do? They're skipping it anyway. They're not listening to it. Okay, they listened to it the first time. After that, they've heard it. Try to keep your podcast intro somewhat short, 30 seconds, minute maybe. Two minutes would be a max. Now, what you could do is is have some background music that fades out and you talk over it. I do that on the rap report. I have background music. And as the introduction ends, I'm speaking over the background music. You can do that. Colleen, you have a a two-minute intro for your podcast that is quotes from different people. And you don't talk over that. But that really is descriptive of what you're going to do because you have those quotes that describes what your podcast is going to be about right? Right. And we're doing a new one. You know, so much what we're talking about on this podcast are things that we've learned. And again, when I got started, I didn't know what I was doing. I put together that uh, intro really just to, this is what we're about. You know, this is what our podcast is about. Now we're working on a new one that's going to be a lot shorter. And that was kind of quotes that describe what our podcast is about. Now we're going to put some different clips from our podcast, but it's going to be a lot shorter. And, and that's helpful. Maybe, maybe you could include a clip like this that I grabbed from your podcast. You try not to make stuff up on this podcast. I just always love that quote. I just haven't had a use, use for it yet. <laughs> we try not to make stuff up on this podcast, but sometimes we do. <laughs> <laughs> so don't be corny like that was. Try to be short, but what you want to do is uh, do not mention where you're hosted. A lot of people do this. Well, we, you can listen to us on Podbean and Blueberry and, you know, what happens when you change? What happens when you switch hostings? Now, what do you got to do? You got to change your intro. Well, where are you getting that intro? You can do a couple things for an intro. You can go to Fiverr, but guess what? If you mention who you hosted with, you got to go back to Fiverr and get a new intro recorded. Yikes. So think about this. You want stuff in your intro that A, is going to be descriptive of your podcast. B, is going to say who you are. If you have a co-host, mention both of you. But your intro should be something that describes the podcast so that someone listening to your intro knows what they're about to listen to. Now, up until this episode, as you've been listening to So You Want to Be a Podcaster, you haven't heard our intro, have you? No, because we've been working on our intro as we record these episodes. And so what we did is we have the advantage, maybe, of having a Christian podcast community. So we went to our community and said, hey, we need an intro. This is the same advantage we had with our logo. We were able to say, 
Who can do a logo in our Christian podcast community? Well, Andy of Creative Image Studios can do that. We had the same thing with our intro. We had someone who's part of our Christian podcast community on Facebook, and there we have different services that are offered, and we had someone, Mikkel, who offers to do editing, and we said, hey, you do editing, could you also do an intro? He said, sure, I can put some music together. Do you want me to do the voiceover? Well, we have someone else in the community who has a great radio voice, and that is Austin Hessler. And so we went to Austin and said, would you do a script? And if you're going to ask someone to do an intro, please provide them a script. Because unless they know your podcast, like they're listening to it, they're familiar with you. If they're not, they have no idea what your podcast is about. So we provided Austin with a script. It was actually the script that you've heard us all these episodes. This is episode four for four episodes, you have heard us give this script. That's what we gave to Austin. He gave us an audio of him giving the script. We gave to Mikkel the audio. He put it over some music. Colleen, are you ready to hear our intro that we'll be playing on the next episode? Yeah, that I'm excited to hear it. Even though I've heard it before, excited to hear it again. So this is now the completed work of our intro for next week. Internet link established. So you want to be a podcaster. Our mission is to encourage and equip you for excellence in podcasting. Your hosts are Andrew Rappaport, host of the Rap Report and Apologetics Live, and executive director of the Christian Podcast Community. Together with Colleen Sharp, host of Theology Gals and chief administrator of the Christian Podcast Community. Now, do you notice how the music is fading out? We can talk over the music. That's a very nice feature to be able to have. Now, as we look, think about this, Colleen, we have this, we gave this to Austin to record the audio. We gave it to Mikkel to put some music. What was it that you gave to Mikkel as far as what we wanted when it came to music? Well, Mikhail, because he does this, gave us kind of a questionnaire to fill out. So he asked us what sort of music, so types, you know, do we like country music or rock music or rap music? And we really didn't have a preference with that. And he wanted to know, do we want something happy and exciting or we want something more somber? And we really wanted something with a upbeat, positive sort of feel to it. And so that was our request. And he had several different questions, like our, our favorite types of music and and some different things like that. And so somebody that you work with will have a lot of those questions and can take those answers and come up with something based on that. And that was a difficulty for him because you and I really don't have a lot of favorite music styles. Well, I do, but nothing that's going to go good uh, yeah, French musical theater, probably not going to work well for podcast <laughs> intro or, uh, you know, I'm, I was a music major, so some sort of classical or, you know, hymns wasn't going to work for our podcast. And so we gave him some ideas. 
upbeat, exciting. And he came up with this. And I, I think it worked well, don't you? Yeah, I I like it a lot. I what for me this was difficult because I wasn't sure exactly what I even had in mind. And so I think somebody who knows what they're doing with this, even if you're if you're completely lost and you're thinking, I don't even know what, you know, where to go, what to do, what kind of music, someone will be able to help you think through that and figure that out. Yeah, I'm not musically inclined in the least. And so for me, it was just make it sound good. (laughs) But you may be more musically inclined. You may have, we have a podcaster who is part of the Christian podcast community who had a very specific song he wanted. He didn't care so much about anything else he it's like this is the song this is the 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 sound that i'm going to have and then i'll put a voice over on it you may have that you may not but that's where you can go to mikel you can go to fiverr and you can get someone that knows some of the music to do that now mikel does editing which is really nice i know people who use him for their editing of their podcast he'll edit out the ums um, 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 don't do that as a podcaster. You, you want to think about what you're saying, go silent. If you can train yourself to be silent because it's easier to edit out rather than, um, or, you know, or these different things that we hear. One of the things you do want to do is listen to your own podcast because you're going to pick up on the things that you say that you don't even realize you're saying them such as, um, like, you know, we do these things and don't even realize it. One of the things that I think that uh, Daniel J. Uh, Daniel J. Lewis had recommended is to listen to your podcast at a higher speed. Interesting, but if you listen at a higher speed, you pick up on some of those things that you do that you may not realize. So if you go to somebody like Mikhail, and they know the music. They know some of the things that, of producing and editing good podcasts. They can help you with your intro music and your outro music. Now, we don't have outro music for this podcast, but it's not necessary. You may decide that it is necessary. Maybe some podcasters, what they do is they like to do an outro music to end the podcast and then David Jackson at the School of Podcasting, when he ends, he plays some bloopers. So you have your outro music, and then there's some bloopers. If you listen to what, that's when we understand the text, they play their outro music, and then they just do a little bit of talking afterwards. It's a husband and wife team, and they will sit there and talk to each other maybe about the podcast or you know different things you may want to do that if you're going to do that if you're going to do i know one podcast that what they do is they talk about statistics how many people are listening to them if you want to do something like that have some outro music and then speak over just as the outro music is going out fade it out and talk, and maybe you could talk about your statistics, you could play your bloopers, whatever you might want to do. Do you need outro? Not necessarily, 
Now, Colleen, for your podcast, you don't have an outro, but I do for the rap report, right? So I sometimes do play some different outros. There are websites, and we can put some in the episode notes, where you can get free music. And so let me give an example. If there's a song that you like, and this is in my intro that I use right now, let's say uh, you're doing a, a show on classical music, and the music itself falls under public domain. So something like a Mozart or a Beethoven piece will fall under public domain. Now, certain recordings will be copywritten, but you may have someone, let, let's just say that I took a Beethoven piece and I sat at my piano and I recorded it. And so now I own the recording, even though I don't know the music, the, the music itself is public domain, but the recording is something that is my creation. So I own the recording and there's sites where I can go list that and say, okay, you may use this recording that I, that I made and you may use it for free. And so there's a lot of sites that you can find music like that. So you want to find uh, things like that. Or like, for instance, I have two of my sons are musicians and one of them writes a lot of music if he wrote a piece. And so they'll offer these pieces that they've recorded and with different licenses sometimes. And I'm not familiar, especially familiar with all the licenses, but the sites will explain them. They might say here, you can just use this. You don't have to mention me. It falls under uh, something specific where they you can just use it. Some might say, "Okay, you can use this, but I need you to mention me in every uh, in your episode notes every time." And another example, they might uh, say, "Okay, for sixty dollars, you can have rights to this piece that I recorded, and you can have unlimited rights to use it as long as you don't edit." It. I mean, you can edit just to use a snippet of it. So those sites can be really, really helpful, especially if you want something specific. Around Christmas time, last year we did some Christmas episodes and I was able to find some old Christmas music and they're recorded just by random people that said, here, I recorded this and you may use it. And so what I've done for, we had, there's a band that is from my hometown, my first co-host hometown, and they said, here's you can have rights to our music to play on your podcast. And so we have used that for some bumper music and ending music. And I've also used some stuff that my kids recorded when they recorded some public domain music that fell under that, but they recorded it. So I don't have something specific, but I'll, I'll switch it up and, and do some different things sometimes. So we can include in the show notes some links to places you can get free, copyright-free music. One thing you do is go to YouTube, and under YouTube, they have free music that you can use that's copyright-free. Make sure that you are using music that you can use without copyright. You don't want to violate the law, so make sure you're using music that you have the right to use. Because if not, you could get flagged. And you say, well, we're not a really big podcast. What's the big deal? You know, there is a podcast that became big and they were using music. They got fined like $200,000 because they got really big and got a lot of downloads and were being charged per download of a song. 
they were not so smart. And instead of just saying, hey, we're sorry, we'll change it, we'll stop using it, they felt they were had the right to use it. <laughs> they got fined quite a bit. You know, Andrew, something I wanted to address real quick, and we've talked be- before about how some of the things that we're going to talk about pertain to anyone who's a podcaster. And I really wanted to speak for a second to Christian podcasters. And this isn't just for Christian podcasters, it's for any podcaster. But let's say that you are a podcaster and you think, you know, my podcast is never going to be super huge. And I'm just going to play whatever music I want. That is wrong. And I know Christian podcasters who've done this. And it's not okay. Because you are breaking the law. Sometimes we can get away with things, but that doesn't mean that it's right. And as Christian podcasters, I think it's really important that we are an example of Christ and we seek to have integrity and do what's right. Yeah, right. Because as Christians, we're held to a higher standard, and that is one of God. And we we gotta make sure we're doing right. Look, folks. There are people who make a profession out of creating music. Yes, you can steal it because that's what it is and use it for your purposes. And maybe you'll never get caught. That might be true, but is it right? You know, these people that produce this music, they would like to eat too, just like you. How would you feel if your job You go into work and someone is taking your paycheck and doing your work or or doing something that undercuts your paycheck. You wouldn't like it very much. Well, that's what a lot of people do with music. So make sure you use royalty-free music or music that you have the rights to use. Okay? That becomes an important thing, not just because you're not... You don't want to be sued. You could be. And by the way, for folks who don't understand, the technology exists now that that basically what can happen very easily is they could pick up a song that's used. They can digitally figure it out. And it doesn't take a lot of work. YouTube does this all the time, that they'll look for things where they hear something that is used elsewhere in copyrighted material, and they flag it. Don't get flagged, okay? You don't want your podcast, that thing that you work hard on, to be taken offline for something as silly as using copyrighted music. There's plenty of music out there. And like Colleen said, you can create your own. I remember speaking at Cedarville University And I had a video of the president of Cedarville University. He used to, he was actually wanted to be a professional fighter. Uh, He had a background, uh, he has a black belt in karate. And so what he had done one year for the students was he kicked some boards. And my daughter actually went to that university. So she took the video of that, which meant she owned the rights. To that video. So when I got to speak at Cedarville University, I asked the students there who would like to see the president having broken some boards. Of course, all the students wanted to see that. 
So I played the video. He afterwards said to me, he says, so where did you get that video? I said, my daughter did it. And she, he went, oh, so you own the copyrights to it. <laughs> Owning the copyrights becomes important because if you don't own the copyrights and you go and play something, you're breaking the law. And for those, as Colleen said, that are Christians, well, you're held to a higher standard. You should be not violating the law. Follow Romans 13 and make sure that you are following the law of the land. So this episode, we looked at logos. You want to have creative ideas. You want to keep it within a certain pixel count. Where do you go? You can go to Creative Image Studios. You can go to Fiverr, some good places to go. We talked about intros, outros. You want to not have it corny. You want to have it short. You want to have it something that explains what your podcast is about. Make sure it's informative. Don't have it too long. But you also want to make sure that the music that you might use behind it is legal. Make sure it's not copyrighted material, something that you don't have a right to use. And so when you do that, make sure that you don't mention things that could change. Don't mention where you're hosted. Hey, you can listen to us on Podbean. Well, what happens when you move off Podbean? Problem, you have to redo your intro. So you want to have it with stuff that might not be dated. So that hopefully will be helpful to you when you're creating your podcast with your logos and your intros and outros. And we're going to end this episode with, well, our intro that we're going to use as a outro. Internet link established. So you want to be a podcaster. Our mission is to encourage and equip you for excellence in podcasting. Your hosts are Andrew Rappaport, host of the Rap Report and Apologetics Live, and executive director of the Christian Podcast Community. Together with Colleen Sharp, host of Theology Gals and chief administrator of the Christian Podcast Community. Now get out there and do some excellent podcasting.